should choose a SMB vendor, which, which will do holistic view. You can say that I just want to start with email or I just want to start with ads, or I just want to start with my web analytics. That's fine, but choose a vendor which will have all of this so you can expand in future. It's like, hey, as my business grows, can they support me? Can they support my use cases as my business grows? And you don't want to be pigeonholed in, I chose one vendor which just does analytics and now I have to choose one vendor which does email. You don't want to be in that situation. Uh, so try to see who will help you grow. As you grow, can they meet your needs? That's super important. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the CEO and founder of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents, trademarks. And if you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com. We're always here to help. Now, today we have another great expert episode um, with Vishal and Shurdia. I think I, I'm probably I mispronounced it, but that's my best guess um, or best attempt. Um, but to give you a quick introduction, a little bit of what we're going to be talking about is advertising and marketing. Now, we have talked about that in general on a few other episodes, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of the tech side of things and a little bit of everything from tech in general to how you personalize messages, reach specific peer people, and kind of what platforms you should look at as far as whether it's AdWords or emails or text messaging and kind of how you can incorporate that. So with that much as an introduction, welcome onto the podcast. Thank you, Devin. Hey, oh. uh, I'm Vishal. Yeah, and I was going to say, so with that, why don't you give uh, the audience a bit of an introduction to yourself, let us know a little bit about why you're the expert, why you know what you're talking about, and uh, then we'll talk a little bit more. Sounds good. Thank you, everyone. I'm super excited to be here, and thank you, Devin, for inviting me here. Uh, I'm Vishal Chodia. Uh, I work in the MarTech and advertising world, and I spent nearly 12 years of my life you know, building personalization engines across marketing tech and advertising tech. And when I talk about personalization engine is when you browse something or when you look at something and then after some time, you get ads for it or you get email for it. And that is the technology which I specialize in. Mm. So, so now you specialize in that and that definitely is an, an interesting and it's kind of probably a love-hate relationship for most people that said, so I go look at Amazon once or I go look at a website once and then that ad follows me around and sometimes I may want it because it's a good reminder that I want to go buy something and the other times I'm like, I looked at it once, I don't want it, quit following me around. But I think that it's definitely a cool technology and a lot or is beneficial to businesses because you know those people that generally come and look at your website are higher intent, more likely to convert and so you know to give them that reminder or follow them around for a bit is your best or one of your best customers so maybe now diving into a bit of the topic at hand you know looking at that um what just generally maybe opening up the conversation if people are looking to kind of do advertising and marketing they're looking to get into it a bit what are some of the technologies they should be thinking about or some of the things they should be at least contemplating or, or starting to explore as far as uh looking into to getting into that realm Sure. So uh, especially if you're starting as an SMB customer and uh, you are trying to reach your customers, you want to start with 
advertising, assuming that you don't have a, a customer list and an email list or a phone number list to reach them out. So advertising your best bet because it gives you that uh, ability to reach your audience uh, in, uh, in whatever the format you want. It could be a video advertising, it could be a display advertising. But that said, uh, there are so many different platforms from Google, Facebook, uh, there are small uh, small DSPs. DSPs are nothing but uh, uh, they're a buying platform where you can buy ads across multiple different websites or mobile apps, mm. and um, and you can say it's like, hey, I'm interested to buy this or this audience, and it will it will go buy across thousands or millions of websites and apps. Mm. No, uh, I, I definitely no. Go ahead. Now, definitely as a, uh, SMBs, what you want to focus on in advertising is identifying your segment of user. Who are you targeting? What is that segment? And can you reach that? Instead of spraying blindly to everybody, that is where you want to spend your most of your money because you know that who is going to convert or who are you targeting instead, mm. of, instead of spending a lot more. No, it definitely makes sense. And, uh, you know, and this is a, a quick side note for everybody. SMB is, uh, stands for small and medium sized businesses, just in case you don't or aren't familiar with that acronym. Um, so now diving into it a bit more. So I get that, hey, you know, it's better to buy or to advertise to an audience that is going to be more in within your wheelhouse or that is more likely to convert or be relevant to you. Now, the question is a little bit is, okay, so let's say I, I identify generally who my target market is and who I want to advertise to. Then the next question, you know, kind of what we talked about now is how do I personalize a message? Because let's say I get 30 or 300,000, I don't know what's a good number of people that are in my target audience or that would be potential customers. How do I start to actually personalize that? Because that's still a lot of people. And to, do you just mass market say, okay, once I get these, the, the audience, I'm going to just give them the exact same message, wait and filter out who the, you know, who the, or who will actually convert? Or is there a way to personalize things or reach more specific people? Personalization has gone into a next level, uh, really. Um, so, uh, I'm going to talk about in general all, all platforms, like mm. if you use Facebook or Google or any other platform. Uh, and let's say you're an SMB and or a small business for, let's say, uh, beers and uh, spelling, selling special variety of beers. Uh, you cannot show the same beer ad to everybody. That is not going to be effective. Mm. Uh, what you want to do is... Um, you want to uh, you want to have these integrations where uh, which most of these companies do provide where it's like hey my audience for this is uh, let's say if you're in in San Francisco Bay Area and you want to and you specifically identify a geolocation as your audience and then you can also identify audiences like um, my age <laughs> who are the age range and all those different kinds of things. And mm. on top of that, uh, you could connect with your, the browsing behavior data and you can send that data to these advertising platform to say that, hey, I saw this mango flavored beer and whoever looked at this mango flavored beer and interacted with it, say they spent a few minutes reading about it or did something else, you know mm. that they're interested in it. You want to show an ad which is mango flavored. You want to personalize that. 
and most of these systems provide those um, uh, provides those insights or actually the integration capabilities to mm. do that. And that is a much powerful way of advertising than anything else. I know it sounds creepy. It's like, hey, I looked at your website and now I see ads on somewhere else, right? Uh, but the question is, uh, this is where I, I see is important is you would rather have reach out to people who have already engaged with your brand and you build that one-step relationship than somebody who hasn't done anything on your site or on your app. Mm. So you start, so let's say, you know, and I, I, I tend to get, and I'll drill down a bit because, you know, I get, get geolocation, you know, big brother, I don't know, big brother, but technology monitors wherever you go and it can figure out where you're located based on whether it's where your cell phone's located or where your, uh, you know, your IP address is located. They can kind of get a pretty good, or, you know, based on user profiles and whatnot. So you get, you know, so you get to figure out where that person is and say, okay, the ad that I'm going to give to somebody in Utah is going to be different than I'm going to give in California because one right now it's cold outside and they're not necessarily thinking of tropics and mango. The other one, it's nice warm atmosphere and they're going to be a lot more accepting to that. So you, you figure out that, but then how do you get to where, okay, they looked at mango versus the uh, peach or whatever. How do you, do you look at the web pages and how do you under, understand and analyze that? Yeah. So one thing, key thing is uh, given with all these privacy, one is you want to make sure the consent or the user consent is okay. Mm. Where the user is saying that uh, like, Hey, target me. I'm interested in targeting. I'm okay with you targeting. I am kind of a person who is open to all targeting because I believe that uh, the system should work hard to give me a personalized offer instead mm. of me working hard. Um, so that's me. But that said, uh, it's basically your browsing behavior, right? Where do you spend time? What do you click on? Uh, even when you scroll through it and you look at a certain section of the uh, web page and the content of it, all those things are tracked by most of the companies. And mm. if you are a small business, you have Google Analytics or uh, any other analytics uh, into your product, they capture all that information. And once that information is captured, you can, there are ways uh, inside Google Analytics uh, to share that information with the Google ad platform. Uh, again, this all has to be the user is consented. You have uh, the user has said that, yes, I'm, I'm okay with tracking and you personalizing. But yes, these mm. are some uh, out of the box, uh, uh, technologies which all these analytics companies have done uh, both on mobile and uh, web on your PCs and desktops. Uh, as you browse, they collect information and in where you're spending time. And the key thing is uh, the engagement here is your clicks, your time spending and those kinds of stuff. I mean, much bigger, better is when you add something to the cart and you leave it, that's a great intent. It's like, hey, I want to buy it, but I'm not buying for some reason. It could be price. It could be whatever that in, uh, incentive is. So I think uh, from that perspective, uh, those information are getting passed. Basically, you think of like this, that you said, these are my segments, which I want to uh, hit. And then you say, it's like, uh, from a technical sliding perspective, you, for every user, you pass that this user saw this, uh, this product. 
And so mm. when I had a shown, it is created with that product dynamic, dynamic in dynamic fashion. No, definitely makes sense. Um, so maybe one shifting gears slightly, but a follow up to that, because there's a lot of different technologies or ways to send ads. One can be email, one can be the ads that follow you around, one can be text messaging. I'm sure that there's other ones, but at least on the digital side, kind of how do you start to, can you integrate all those technologies together? How do you start to decide which one is the best way to target them or how do you kind of start to work through there? Now, um, so ads are normally good when, when you cannot, when you don't have access to the user in a relationship wise, you don't have your email address, you don't have the phone number or any of those information, right? So ads is the best way to start there. But once someone made the purchase, now do you have your transaction history, that email and then uh, name and everything, that's when email comes into play. I mean, you specifically, you ask the user that, hey, I know you're buying this. Do you want to sign up? If you sign up, are you open to email communication from us, right? That is super important because not get, not having those email communication consented, then when you send an email, it will go into their Gmail or any other inboxes. And they'll say, I did not sign up for it. This goes into spam. And they keep hitting that spam button. Then all your emails will go in spam because Gmail will consider you that you're a spammer. Uh, your domain. So you want to consent that. And then once you have that relationship, that's when email comes in play. Uh, mm-hmm. You cannot have an email marketing or even a SMS marketing if you don't have that consent from the user and the user signed up for it. That's the best practice. Again, uh, uh, there are different stages when you're starting ads make sense. If you have a good customer base and you want to uh, expand or uh, cross-sell stuff, then email marketing and SMS marketing come in play very, very nicely there. No, definitely makes sense. So now here's the question, kind of follow up to that. How do you, how do you decide if you were a, an SMB or a small business, medium-sized business, how do you start to decide which platforms to ta- attack for getting, I, I get that you could use texting, you could do emails, you could do AdWords or a lot of different ones all those generally cost, you know, money and or time to set up, time to get going. You have to do different platforms. And if you can't do them all at once to start out, how do you kind of decide, Hey, here's where we should start or here's where ma- what makes sense to start on. Yeah. Now, again, uh, I would say you want to look at the platforms, which, uh, so I'm going to put, break them into three parts here, right? One for cus- for SMBs who are starting new, where you don't have customer list you don't have that relationship. You want to look at like Google and Facebook, which are the champions, which have the largest reach uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, from getting, uh, getting users. And their platform UIs are also easier to use. I mean, you don't have a complicated use cases uh, where you are worried about, uh, uh, you're not advanced as enterprise. So you could start using that and start uh, gaining customers. Let's say you're in stage two where you have, let's say a few thousand customers of, uh, in, in SMB fashion. And uh, then you wanna see is like, hey, I need to have an email vendor. There are ton of options in email vendoring options. Uh, like there are free options, there are very cheap options. Uh, at the end, what, what it cares about is, um, what will fit your budget needs because you want to put a budget there. 
most of them have, uh, if you look at the features, they are pretty, pretty much there. There are some variances and what could be done. Uh, from a variance perspective, I wouldn't worry much about that. But what I do worry would worry is like how you collected that email address and what is the consent of that email address. And when you're sending email, you want to focus on, uh, you don't want to send a static message. You want to make sure that these e email platforms which you use can personalize that message where it says, oh, we do offer a personalization service where you can say it's like, hey, uh, these are the users and you have, they have an integration with Google Analytics or an integration with any other third-party analytics vendor, which can capture your their web behavior on your website. And you can personalize that so that you are sending everybody with a personal message. And just having an example is like, hi, John, it's a big deal. Uh, hmm. Not having that personalized or instead of just saying hi there, having that name and then saying that, hey, I know you saw these products. We have an update for you. And that is basically, you're telling that, yes, I, you know me, you understand what I like, and you're recommending me something. That is where the email comes in power because you build that relationship and using that relationship to personalize that email. You don't want to send a generic. You don't want to be there. So if you're looking at uh, which email vendors to go, look at which analytics platform you're using to capture your web data and which have integration to which email uh, services to, uh, so that if it's Google Analytics and you have an email with let's say constant contact or somebody else which have that integration, you wanna do that uh, because uh, it's, it's a stack you're gonna choose and that stack has to be integrated. It cannot be siloed. Make, definitely makes makes good sense. Now, kind of one or thing you touched on, and maybe, or at least uh, in my mind, you touched on it. Uh, but, you know, so because you, you touched on a little bit of, you know, putting in their name or otherwise, let's say it was an email or a text or something to follow up. So they added it to their cart. Now you're saying, okay, I'd like to follow up and shoot them an email or give them a text as long as they've consented to remind them, hey, you added this to your cart, you know, you do want to check out. I know you get into, I believe, a little bit into AI, machine learning, and other things like that, and as well as data analytics. Are there other ways, you know, using technology that you can further personalize? I mean, other than just, hey, you have, here's your name, and here's a product you're looking at, but is there any other ways to further personalize it, make it more custom, or and or figure out what works to make it so that they're more likely to convert? No, there, there are so many different ways. Uh, maybe I'll touch about one thing, uh, which, which is probably the most significant. Uh, if you can identify like somebody added something to the cart or something else and they haven't, uh, and what you could do is if you, if you have a good customer base, you could go identify people who bought these also bought these things or because when people buy certain things, you, you know that their taste is similar or they're trying to have the same thing. And this is where the power of machine learning comes in, which will say is like, hey, I know these are the people who bought this and I'm gonna look what they did and what else did they buy. So I wanna recommend those users like, hey, you wanna buy this, you can buy this. And you could, if you buy, you could buy three more things and I'll give you a discount of X or Y. That is pretty much the most powerful thing you can give because you're giving the user a personalized way to tell that, I know you were going to buy this, but people 
who bought this also bought these. That's exactly what Amazon does. When you go into Amazon, you look at a product and it says, buy this and this also. People bought this in combination because that's exactly what they're doing is people who bought this, what else did they buy? And that's how they expand that uh, your spending power or telling the user that you don't have to search. I'm helping you to tell you what to buy. Just relax and trust me. Mm. No, I, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet in the sense. I think it's awesome technology. The only thing that, you know, I think that some people would ever worry about is it becomes like, you know, almost too invasive. How, how do you know all these things about me? Or how do you know, kind of, how did you get such personalized to me? So is there any way to kind of balance that? So you can kind of strike the right balance of being helpful, being suggestive, or helping them to convert without kind of making them feel like you're too invasive or too, you know, does that, does that make sense? How do you kind of keep yeah. that balance with that line? Definitely. Uh, sometimes it is too, uh, like there are things which, um, which is hard. I mean, the re- reason is, um, it feels like there's somebody watching all my interactions. Somebody's <laughs> mm. watching something and personalizing. I am okay with it. Not everybody would be okay with it. So, which is where, when you know that there's a couple of times you've given recommendation and the user is not choosing your recommendation, you want mm. to back off. Mm. Uh, so, when you put your, uh, like, when you build your story or when you build the interaction of the user, mm. If the user is not responding to a specific offer, you need to back off, not show that. I mean, you can put that in your ads or even in your email that show them three times and or two times. And after two times, they didn't click on it. I'm not going to show them again. They are, they don't like what I'm showing them. <laughs> uh, it, the machine system might say that, hey, no, he will buy this, but you might want to uh, not offend the user. And again, you want to give clearly the user to opt out. It doesn't matter where it is. I would never put the opt out in the bottom. I would say, hey, is this too personalized? Uh, or you don't want any targeting? Here's the opt out. That's mm. a clear way of telling the user that I care about you. I care about your data. My aim is to help you, but my aim is not to just make money. My aim is if you're not okay with it, I'm going to step back. Mm. No, I think that definitely makes sense in the sense of, you know, building in there, being smart enough that, yes, you could hound people for a long period of time, but one, a lot of people aren't going to be, at some point, they're going to say, okay, I've had enough, I'll either convert or I won't, or hey, give me a bit of time to think about it, don't follow me around or follow up too much, and so I definitely think there's that that balance. Well, we've hit on a few of my questions, but maybe turn it over to you, but is there any other things, if you're a small business, if you're a you know a startup or anything else, and you're looking to try and start to implement some of these technologies, anything else they should be aware of or anything else they should know? So I would say um, everything now, uh, instead of thinking everything in silos, right? Think of your marketing strategy uh, as a holistic. Think of like, hey, I want to make sure that when the user sees my ads and what they interact, I want that data to flow back into the system and personalize my email. Or when they get an email and they did something uh, and I'm sending them a text follow-up, I want all those systems to talk to each other. So that, uh, so that everybody knows the context and they uh, and all these different silos are, uh, or people, most of them is like, oh, I have an email campaign running. I have an ad and I have an SMS and I have a website. And most of them are silos. They're all in their own freaking world. 
don't know what the user and think of like this as a user, would I want the same five things showing up in five different places I go as you interact with the brand? That's mm. a bad experience. I mm. want, I'm expecting that I did something on the ad when I come to the website, that data should pass and it should give me a personalized experience. And I do something on the website and I change my taste. And let's say I started with beer and I moved into something else. And, and let's say I moved into wines. Then your next follow-up should be wine, not beer. Mm. <laughs> right? It, yep. uh, and if your follow-up is on a, from a, to an email or in an SMS, it has to be what I did, what I did. And all those have to think. So start thinking as your strategy is all these channels are not siloed. All mm. have to speak to each other. And because the end user is the same, he's not looking at those things as five different things. He's mm. like, this brand is hitting me in all different ways. Why can't they understand that I already bought this? I, I have been in so many places where I would buy something and I would still get an ad everywhere that purchase this, purchase this. And it's even worse when the when the when they give me a sale and I say, I just purchased at full price. Now you're giving me a sale of 20%. <laughs> That's even mm. worse. <laughs> so you want those systems to talk. I would say that is where as you choose vendors, as you choose your technology stack, you want to make sure that you're looking all at holistically, not in silos. Uh, you want to make sure it is an experience for your end user. It is not just a marketing channel. It's an experience they get with your brand. Definitely makes sense. So now, so now as we start to kind of wrap up the end of the podcast and always more things that we could chat on that we have time to chat or chat about. Um, but I always ask one question. And so we'll jump to that now, which is if you're talking to a startup or a small business, so it was just getting started, just starting out and you can give them, you know, within this realm of, you know, advertising, marketing, using technology, personalizing, customizing it. If they were to start on only one thing today, if they could only get started on one thing, what would be that one thing you'd recommend or you'd advise them to get started on? I would say that you should choose a SMB vendor, which, which will do holistic view. You can say that I just want to start with email or I just want to start with ads or I just want to start with my web analytics. That's fine but choose a vendor which will have all of this so you can expand in future. It's like, hey, as my business grows, can they support me? Can they support my use cases as my business grows? And mm. you don't want to be pigeonholed in, I chose one vendor which just does analytics and now I have to choose one vendor which does email. You don't want to be in that situation. Uh, so try to see who will help you grow. As you grow, can they meet your needs? That's super important mm. uh, as, uh, because that will help you evolve. Otherwise, you're going to have these, what do you call, rip and replace thing, which is expensive. You don't want to do that rip and replace. Mm. No, I definitely, I mean, I've had uh, kind of along those lines, different businesses, we start out and we do one platform and you kind of get locked into those platforms because you put a time of, ton of time and effort to get things set up, get them figured out, get them how, just how you want. And then you're saying, well, it doesn't really do what we want to do, but do we really want to switch platforms or do we really want to do something? Because that's a lot of time and effort to switch it over, get the data transferred or get the users or customers and everything else. And so I think that, you know, taking that time to figure out which platforms make sense, which ones can offer what you need and which ones can grow with you. is certainly a, a good piece of advice. 
Well, as people, as we wrap up, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a, a client, they want to be uh, your next, you know, they want to pick your brain, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to connect up or find out more? Uh, you can uh, look up, look me up on LinkedIn and hit me a message. I'm happy to uh, quickly connect there mm. and help, help you guys out. Um, and th- that would be the best way. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect up, find out more. I think that the more you can customize, personalize your message, make it more tailored to the people in your audience that are in your audience, the more success you'll have. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up the podcast. Appreciate you coming on. Um, It has been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell or you have your own expertise to share, feel free to uh, apply to be on the podcast. Just go to um, inventiveguest.com. Also, if you two more things, if you're a listener, one, make sure to click subscribe in the podcast player so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out, and two, leave us a review so new people can find out about us. Last but not least, if you ever need help with your patents, trademarks, or anything else, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us. We're always here to help. Thanks again, Vishal, and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.